I think chaos testing has captured the imaginations of a lot of people in the dev community, partially because it's got a cool name, but also it's just a really good way to test your systems in production. It was famously started at Netflix, and then a bunch of people from Netflix spun out and created Gremlin. So Gremlin is the startup that provides chaos testing as a service. And I recently found out that they have a podcast. And Carlton Andrus, the CEO of Gremlin, was on there talking about the history behind Gremlin. And I don't think there's anyone else better to learn chaos engineering from than him. So here in this clip, he talks about lineage-driven fault injection, which is the formal name for what they're doing, and how it actually walks a graph to find the root cause of a particular failure. Hey, so to shift gears a little bit, Colton, so you're one of the authors of a paper about lineage-driven fault injection, or LDFI. And uh, I tried to read that paper, and it was... <laughs> A bit over my head. So I'm hoping you can explain to me and the listeners, uh, like we're five years old, what LDFI is. Yeah, it's it's both a mouthful and, you know, as an academic paper, it can be a little hard to digest. Um, there is the Netflix tech blog where we try to show some pictures and simplify it for folks that that may be about to follow along at home. So the idea behind lineage-driven fault injection is systems really stay up because there's some amount of redundancy. You know, whether it's hardware redundancy, a host failed, we had another host to take its place, or it's a logical redundancy. You know, we had a bit of code and it failed, but we have some other way to, you know, fill that data or or to have a fallback for that data. And so the key idea was, you know, if we have some way to walk the system, we have some way to graph it, you know, think like tracing. And okay. we can see how the pieces fit together. So we can see the dependencies. Then we could start to reason about if one of these dependencies failed, could something else take its place? And so at, at, at its heart, it's an experiment. It, it's really we're walking this graph and we're failing a node. And then we're checking to see what the user response was. So this is a key part. You have to be able to measure that the fail, you know, did the failure manifest to the user or was the user able to continue doing what they wanted to do? And that sounds easy. It's like, oh, just check if the, you know, service returned a 200 or a 500. But in reality, you have to like go all the way back to the user experience and measure that all a uh, real user monitoring to mm -hmm. see if the user had a good experience or not. Because the server could return a 200 and then the device that received that response could find that inside that 200 is a JSON payload that said, error, everything failed. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's not, that's not a hypothetical. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was a learning from the process. So we build this service graph, uh, we walk it, we fail at something, and then we rerun that request or we look for another one of the same type of request and we see if that if something else popped up and took its place or if that request failed and then the the other kind of computer sciencey piece is in the end these service graphs are something that we can put into a, a satisfiability a sat solver and so we can basically reduce it down to a bunch of ors and ands. You know, hey, we've got this tree. Obviously, if we cut off one of the one of the root nodes of that tree, we're going to lose all of the children and all of those branches. And so we can we don't have to search all of those if we find a failure higher up because we can be intelligent that we'll never get to those. So at its at its root, it's build a graph in steady state. 
build a formula that tells us what things are most valuable for us to fail first on subsequent or retried requests, fail those things and see if the system either has redundancy that we find that the request succeeds or if the request fails. And then as we go, we're getting into more and more complicated scenarios where we start failing two or three or four things at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, we actually just had Haley Tucker from Netflix on our last episode. And I think that uh, we talked about some of this and I didn't realize that we were talking about LDFI. So thank you for that explanation. Yeah. I mean, it's it. There's there's a lot of cool things, you know. Building fit at Netflix really enabled LDFI because we needed that framework to cause the failure very precisely to right. run those experiments. It enabled uh, Chap, so the Chaos Automation Automation Platform is entirely built on fit, where it's essentially routing traffic to canary and control clusters, and then causing failures with fit to see how they respond and how they behave. And then I believe, you know, Haley's team, Haley and her team are continuing that forward and even looking at other ways to do more of this A-B canary style testing yeah. around. Yeah, she mentioned that they're that they're adding in uh, like uh, load testing along with the chaos engineering in that scenario, which I think is super cool. I, I love that idea of doing that sort of, you know, A-B testing and doing the actual statistical analysis on on what's going on. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting too because the I, I feel like we're we're seeing a lot of the different pieces sort of come together. Um, obviously, you know things like continuous chaos within uh, you know like a CI/CD pipeline is typically where where folks kind of start with that more automated chaos, and then you know but adding you know so of course you have your build or the canary cluster like you mentioned, but adding the you know, load testing in front of that to help drive a, a steady state metric before you even kick it off makes uh, makes a lot of sense. So there are a bunch of name drops at the end there. Fit, Failure Injection Testing, CHAP, Chaos Automation Platform. These are all technologies that were developed at Netflix by Colton. And I've dropped links to all of them. And of course, Linux-driven Fault Injection, which there's a paper for, which I haven't read. But I've linked it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Overall, I just really like the idea that you should test your systems by actively taking things down and seeing what happens and fortifying it yourself during a game day scenario rather than an actual crisis. And especially if you have a distributed system, this is the only way to test if everything works together as you might expect. And perhaps more importantly, to look at how the user experience degrades as your systems go offline. All of this is pretty relevant to what we work on in my day job at Temporal.io. Gremlin generates questions by randomly failing things. And Temporal is a solution that introduces a reliability layer on top of your services. So that's why I'm so interested in Gremlin. <laughs> 